Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics podcast. My name is Daniel. Carl's not here. Half Hope's not here. Not to worry, though. We got our boy Nini FC. How you doing, bro? I'm doing very well, man. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Instagram Talking Tactics. Follow us on Spotify, Apple. Follow us over there. Leave us a five-star review. If it's five stars, we'll read it on the show. Uh, check us out on Patreon as well. Uh, Nini, tell us everything uh, that's going on, bro. Everything I have right now, obviously, my main focus, my main baby has to be my YouTube channel, Blue Lines TV. Um, of course, uh, always looking to expand, and grow, improve upon it, improve my skills. And I'm not going to lie, I've, the energy I've felt this season, yeah, obviously, with Lukaku being here as well and seeing the progression, the the evolution of the team, how Tuchel's taken us to another level too. Man, it's made me think like, yo, I need to start applying the same close energy to what I'm doing right now. And, you know, starting the season so far, I'm feeling in like great spirits, good moods, very optimistic. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know what, this is going to be a classic season for my club. So I've got to make this a classic season for my YouTube channel. So you guys, man, now's the time to get uh, get on boards. Indeed, man. Like Blue Lions TV. I remember when you first started, I think you might have had like, no, I remember when, I don't, I don't want to name his name. But the other homie had the channel, and then y'all had y'all little beef, yeah, and then yeah. and 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 then Nini came out on top, and you took the channel from strength to strength, bro. So it's it's, it's always proud to see that you. guy too. I'll <laughs> tell you off those behind the scenes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, 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 we're not here for beef. I'm just here to congratulate my guy from from taking his channel from strength to strength. You feel yeah. me? Because he I appreciate that, man. He, he could have never. Let's 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 talk about Chelsea. Let's get into Chelsea. I mean, have hope of myself. Have hope less so these days. Me firmly, I'm complicated. The Lukaku purchase has been. It's trying to pull me back in, but I'm resistant. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm on the edge. By the way, today I got into yeah. some mad. You know what? We can talk about that perhaps when we get into the Arsenal bit. But okay. I, it, it gave me some empathy for I'm sure what you go through on a daily basis. Whenever you tweet out anything, and just people just misconstrue or they just twist your words and they they don't read what you say they read what they want to read and then from and and then from what they thought they read now they start attacking you and it gets all crazy but you know i mean you're absolutely spot on man It's, it's it's a reason why i took a very long twitter break because it was getting to a point where it's just like like i've been on 
on the platform for like god knows five years making videos that's top quality that's you know explaining my points perfectly and it's just like how am i still misunderstood like no one understands it and i was thinking like what mistake have i made where i'm still getting misunderstood over things or points get misinterpreted or just everything i say just literally going into a void that's not even really being that's not what it is that's not what it is you can say the most clear thing but somebody will read what they want to read what they want every and that's what you realize when you put your this is what people don't understand until you put yourself to trying to do content creation Hmm. you realize that most times and i actually realize this myself people project most of what you say Mm-hmm. Like a few people really listen to you and they only listen to you if they resonate, if they feel the same thing, but that doesn't happen all the time. And I clock this myself, you know, I'll listen to podcasts and then I, 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 you know, I, one day I thought to myself, okay, I've been listening for, for like, you know, 30 minutes, you know, what has been said in the past five minutes? It's just like, when I rewound it back, it's like, it sounded completely different to the first time I heard it. One of those uh, human things, I guess, you know, maybe that's how we take on information. We know that our brain's not clocking every single like word right. or detail. It, it, it forms the same picture. So have, have you seen the thing where if you have a sentence and you yeah. sneak in two thes next to each other, your brain will skip over the second the? Yeah. You, the yeah, way the brain don't. works and the way it receives information is very strange and odd. Very strange. So, I, I got this weird habit where let's say I'm going to like, you know, say a sentence. Sometimes I'll, I'll say the first words of the second word in front of the first word. You know what I mean? Mm, I, mm-hmm. I do that all the time. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, our brains need to get a bit more pattern in my opinion, to be honest. <laughs> all right. Being Ghanaian, are you familiar with the, the term Sankofa? Um, I think so. So, yeah. so in Akan, Sankofa means to go back and get or to okay. retrieve. And it's, I definitely it's... don't know then. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting <laughs> and, educated right now. And and there's 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 it's a bird like the the symbol of Sankofa is a bird, and it its beak is turned backwards, and normally it has an egg because the bird is looking back to go retrieve the egg, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's generally used with diasporic people uh well in the, in the african diaspora sankofa is used as yes we were taken from west africa or wherever but now that we're in the caribbean uh, mm-hmm. europe americas south america what have you we need to go back and get our identity from africa and that way we can come to some sort of you know togetherness and and, and unity and instead of you know you know, my last name is Williams or whatnot. Well, that's, you know, that's a tradition from slavery, as it were. Yeah. Go back and retrieve your real heritage. I was watching Barcelona and someone said, you know, Memphis has really been balling lately. And I was yeah. like, what? ever since he went back to Ghana, I remember there was a time on Instagram where his, or maybe it was Twitter, it was just Memphis and Memphis. And then he went to Ghana and then he started being Memphis Depay. Because obviously he had yeah. the beef with his dad and whatnot, and I was I, that was going to be my my title for this, and I was going to relate it to Depay. But the more I thought about it, Sankofa makes sense for Chelsea in relation to Lukaku that they needed to go back and get someone that they already had in order to progress themselves. While Sankofa does relate to Depay in a personal sense, in a footballing sense, this week it applies to Chelsea because Lukaku mm-hmm. is the missing piece that they had. Yeah. But now they've gone and got again. Does that make sense? Uh, it really does make sense. Uh, I, I like that analogy you came with. Uh, yeah, Lukaku is that missing piece. He's he's come back home and he's looking to reclaim that go- that glory now. What do you think Lukaku will bring to the team outside of just the goal scoring? 
Lukaku brings an all-around upgrade in every single area that you want to see up front. You know, I, I look at the great strikers we've had recently, you know, Anelka, Drogba, Costa. I'm going to focus more on Drogba and Costa. You know, these are strikers that would score from every type of situation. Set pieces outside the books, um, uh, you know, inside the books, left foot, right foot, headers, you know, out out physically in there. That's a terrible way for me talking. You know, beating their man in 1v1 situations, uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, get advantages that other strikers can't get. And Lukaku does it all. I mean, his all-round game is out of this world. I'm happy for him. I'm ha- Thank God for Antonio Conte. He knew exactly what this guy's about. He's been misused, misinterpreted for so long, as usual. Many times, young players are trying to grow and make their name. And for me, that's where like, the lack of knowledge just really comes into play. And, uh, you know, it's only until these, they become a finished article that people now want to start appreciating, which is just absolutely nonsense in my opinion. But uh, but yeah, Lukaku has mastered his game. We can see what he does when he drops deep. He can stretch the play. You know, he can play other people in. He can play off of people. He can do everything you want in the striker. And, you know, I'm, I'll compare Werner, not because I'm being mean or nothing like that. But I'm comparing because Werner is more limited than Lukaku. And Lukaku can do Werner's job to a higher level. And because of what Lukaku's brought to the team, that platform, having that target man platform and the guy can play his game because he's always been a ball to feet striker. That has always been his game. But back, I, I remember the dropper comparisons, why is he good in the air, all that nonsense. I'm like, only in the Premier League would people care about a player not being able to do something that's not part of his game instead of focusing on the sick things he's good at. So mm. listen, he, 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 he went to Inter, Conte championed him. You know, Lukaku felt that love. And look how his games has grown absolute levels. Uh, I'm so happy for him. So, so happy for him, man. You know, I don't cheer many Chelsea goals anymore. But Lukaku's score, it made me so happy. Especially because yeah. I saw it coming before it happened. I think we all did. When he took the touch and it went to, I think, Kovacic. And Kovacic found Reese James. And Reese James put the ball in. If you were paying attention to the move, your eyes would have been focused on, is Lukaku making the run? to get into the box because that's where the ball's coming. And all he had to do was score a tap-in. Now, if that was Werner yeah. <laughs> or Torres or Morata or whomever, it's probably, I mean, he, he might miss. But because it's Lukaku, there was no doubt, right? And I saw on Twitter, it was interesting. They made, um, I don't know, it was like a copy of, or like a, it was almost like a carbon copy of a goal that Inter scored sometime last season or the season before. And it was just like, well, this is what you bought. This is what 97 million pounds get you. Drogba, when he first came to Chelsea, he wasn't so much of a back-to-the-goal player. Yeah. At Marseille, he was he was on the last shoulder of the last defender trying to get yeah. into space. Yeah. That was Lukaku's game for a long time. However, when Lukaku first emerged, Drogba had established himself as more of a back-to-the-goal type of player because, you know, the Mourinho seasons, the Ancelotti seasons, yeah. His, yeah. Game, his game had developed to where when he was... 31, 32, 33, he wasn't the same player that he was at 26, who would be. Mm -hmm. But Lukaku was compared to Drogba at his advanced level. But that was never Lukaku's game. The chest control, the bringing the team. No, Lukaku was like Drogba was in France. Yeah, for Marseille. Exactly. It's 100% on the shoulder. And yeah, that's why, like, for example, you know, for me, his movement's always been world-class and Mm. seeing how he's just even taking that to another level now is very fascinating to see. And, you know, he's always been about that counter-attacking presence, you know? So, uh, I mean, of course, uh, you know, if you want to be world-class, world-class means that you need to improve in many other areas of your game. 
to bring that mm. to the same level as what you're best at. And and he's done that. And I, and I, and answering your question, man, I would say that this is like a little bit of an example of like a drop of transformation because a lot of I was just I was just about to say, about yeah, to say, yeah, the Lukaku that people thought existed in 2011 is oddly the Lukaku that exists now, but people didn't appreciate that Lukaku for who he was. He needed the 10 years of development to get to where Drogba was when people were making the comparisons. So he, yeah. he needed that bit of, he needed to go to Italy to refine his game. He needed to go through whatever he went through at Manchester United in order to get better. You know, he needed the Everton loan. He needed all of these things in order to reach where he is now. Yeah. But that early comparison, it always strikes to me like, oh, Lukaku's like Drogba. I'm like, no, he's not. He's totally different. But now it is kind of like watching Drogba in a sense. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that mm-hmm. that that nostalgic piece in the back of my mind that still loves Didier Jogba to this day. Like <laughs> yeah. when I was watching Lukaku, I was just like, man, I feel good. So when he scored, it was just like I'm watching this. This is what I know a Chelsea striker can be. Yeah. Rather than yeah. the foolishness I've been subjected to for the past, you know, when 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 was Costa's last good season? Seventeen. Um, yeah, that's before Conte kicks him out. Um, so 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20, 20, 21, four seasons of foolishness. It's bad, right? It is. And, I, I, and it's bad that we've had this habit of wanting to consistently move away from, you know, something that every Chelsea team will need, which is at that type of complete forwards. Um, but even when Drogba was here, we were always looking at these off-the-shoulder guys, you know, Shevchenko, Torres, all of these guys who never did nothing for us, were a complete waste of money. And we're always going to be a waste of money because that's not how we play. And it's just like, you know, it's only... like I definitely feel that that period of the club definitely, like, it got me thinking about a lot of things and questioning a lot of things growing up as a, as a young fan because the contradictions on the field, thinking, okay, why do we like to spend so much money on players that don't suit anything that we do with the team or how we play? Uh, maybe Werner, listen, I even understand him. I understand that to a certain degree, but he was never going to be the long-term one. From After giving him a whole season last season, it was yeah. clear that he is not the long-term solution. I mean, yeah, Tuchel found an ingenious way to you know use his pace and behind to, you know, uh, to help the team. But this isn't going to be the end game goal forever. No. We have to go on the market, and I think he's going that. to be a great super sub though. Now wouldn't surprise. I mean, of course, man. Listen, you you move from Leipzig to Chelsea, the level's higher. You know, his 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 pace in like the 70, 80th, 90th minute that will be quite scary, I think, for anybody. But like, will he score the chances? I guess is the the bigger question. Yeah. What What do you think the effect of Tuchel having a full preseason is on this Chelsea season? You know what, obviously, is I love that you even asked me that because that was something I've been thinking about. And I think I kind of count for the answer. Like, uh, when I look at how we play, it literally is the footballing equivalent of playing against, like, uh, the AI on FIFA on, like, I don't know, legendary difficulty. You know, like, when you play against uh, teams on uh, in video games to, like, the highest, highest level and uh, the way they move the ball, everything, like, the AI is just out of this world. It's just like, wow, I don't even know you can play the game like that. I feel like, we're seeing the football equivalent of that with us mm. right now because everything is just like like uh i don't know there's this like feeling of like perfect understanding and you know seeing how quickly we do everything right now from creating chances defending off the ball pressing there's like this perfect synergy that that's what you use preseason for and already i'm seeing advancements in the tactics we're seeing look how involved the wingbacks are getting into in, having a box threat getting in the books I mean, that's going to add how many more goals this season that we couldn't do last season. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it just tells you like the genius of Tuchel that he could come in, boom, 
instantly with a team with no preseason, COVID, but you have no time to even work in training, can get a team all the way to a Champions League final and win it. And yeah, man, this preseason with all the players, the new signings were looking so good. Yeah, Corey, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we've gone to a different level, to be honest. Okay. I do have a... You were staunchly in favour of the Lampard thing. Yeah. Do you feel that was slightly misplaced given... No, no, no. D- definitely not. I, my context was all the time, you know. I, I can't predict the future, you know. And, 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 uh, for me, with Lampard, basically every manager has their own unique style of football. You know, sometimes it can be a bit redundant comparing them because it's very rare that, you know, managers get like the keys for their success that they need to get their mm-hmm. systems working. And I understood Lampard's style. Let's not act like that half first half of the season. We weren't seeing many, many positives that we weren't seeing in the first season. And for me, the key to getting that working was him having the full support from the club. And that would have involved moving out players that weren't suited for the system. Because if you just break it down to just like a pure robotic analytical perspective, ultimately you need the right players for the right system. And of course, we know that, for example, Jorginho, give him a structure around him, he'll do his thing. But the minute it's more expansive then he can't. And just because you want to play more expansive doesn't mean that's necessarily worse because tons of teams have won that way. I mean, we saw Liverpool absolutely dominate for like, what, four seasons recently. You know what I mean? And from what I saw, I, I felt like if the boards really, really wanted to back him, 100%, I think he would have been successful. For me, the belief came and we secured top four because that was what I needed to see to really know, okay, can we do something? Everyone wrote us off. You know, we didn't have, we should have had no chance really getting into a top four spot. And but we did. Did you know Chelsea uh, were like the worst qualifying top four team in the last 15, 16 years? That don't, that, that don't, that based, doesn't ba- based me, on no. points, yeah, based yeah, on no, points, for sure, for sure. But so concept, it was like so it was it, it was a confluence of unique circumstances that allowed Lampard to get fourth in the way that he did. I know, I, I, of course, yeah, at the same time, you can force your own luck. And yeah, for me, it's a context is completely different. You know, there's, there's, there's you know, no signings that could be made. You know, you're introducing mm-hmm. guys who are playing their first time at this level, which is very high from going from the championship straight to, you know, needing to secure top four. That's, that's the difference in levels and pressure that these guys are ready for. And, you know, football, man, it's about the long game. If you're going to introduce young players, you need to have that identity where, you know, you have to see the growth over years. It'd be ridiculous to expect Mount, you know, first debut season Mount to be doing what he's doing now, three seasons later. And I and I say this because I've, well, throughout, just I've been watching football for over like, what, 20 years. I've seen players start their careers and how they ended. You know, it's impossible for me to to not get educated along the lines of how this stuff works. Mm. So listen, Lampard's he did what he had to do. He had a long-term goal in mind, you know, and we've benefited from that. And credit to the club, they signed a manager that could continue from mm-hmm. where Lampard left off in the sense of, number one, mm. look at the pressing. If it wasn't for Lampard really pushing this emphasis on on, on getting really fit, would Tuchel's pressing system be working the same way right now? Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, it's all about stages. I can man, see and bits I... and pieces of many yeah. managers and what Tuchel's doing. So the yeah. back five system with Marcus Alonso actually looking good, that's that's Conte's, that's yeah. the Conte's credit. It's funny <laughs> that people are kind of like, oh, Marcus Alonso, he's good now. It's like, well, he's not he's not a left back. He's a wing back. It's perfect and, for him. And that's the point I'm ultimately making. You know, this is why it really comes down to the club picking the, the perfect candidate that complements the entire squad. And I right. think this is the genius of Tuchel. You know, this is a Tuchel sorry. Where, oh, he, he, sorry, this is a Tuchel that really... You know, he, 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 uh, the reason why I've warmed to him even more is that 
from his press conference, from how he is, he's mm-hmm. learned from his mistakes and he's elevated. That's all you can ever do. You know what I mean? He, yeah. It's not like he was perfect throughout his entire career, of course not, but he always had that about him and he's learned from every mistake. And now we're seeing a Tuchel that's never been as good as he is right now. And you know that point you made about Alonso, of course, if you're going to use him as a left back, he's not going to do it. And this is where my thing comes for Lampard, you know, he doesn't want to use Alonso there. You know, he, he wanted all these guys out. The board didn't want to do that. And and ultimately, uh, doing this YouTube thing, naturally you're going to come in contact with people, just how it goes. And, you know, from what I was hearing about that second season, I was hearing things that maybe Marina didn't see Jody and Lampard as the main guys forever. And because I heard that Lampard and Morris felt like they were on borrowed time regardless, they're thinking, listen, we've got nothing to lose here. But we're just going to force how you want to play. And, you know, I mean, this is our only chance. You know what I mean? I, I did, if, if they had faith from the boards, we wouldn't have seen something as uh, as so forced at times. No, that, you know, that makes total you know sense. I mean? Because who was, minute, yeah. who, was, who was captain of Lampard's last game? Um, it was uh, exactly, exactly. Mason Mount. You know, like Mason that, Mount, that, that's only yeah. happening because they're yeah. trying to make a point. Exactly. They know they're on the way out. And all right, let's make the point. Like if, if yeah. nothing else, we've got James, we've got, um, maybe they thought Tammy at the time, probably not. And we've got Mount. So that's, that's a success. But anyway, back to yeah. my original point. Yeah. I see, I see shades of Conte. I see shades of Sari. She's like Lampard has his thing in there as well, but I guess you just needed, you know, a chef to assemble. All right, this ingredient works, that ingredient works. Now let's all put it together. And Tuchel's seemingly good at that. Um, yeah. Let's talk about additions this summer. Let's go. Yeah. Koyunde is speculated to come in, mm-hmm. but Zuma has to leave. Me and you are Team Zuma <laughs> all the way. How do you feel about this? My thing is, is why is it that fans are like, we don't really like the players that play for our club. You know what I mean? Really? Because <laughs> obviously seeing Zuma when he first came and the things he's done for us, I got a lot of appreciation for him. I think his skill set is a bit underrated at two at times. And, you know, just to see him getting just like dismissed as if he's done nothing. Maybe that's just what fandoms like on day football, which is a bit sad in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> for me, ultimately it comes down to this. I said from the start, man, this window, I only cared about two key signings. I needed a striker that was upgrading the team. The board smacked it, they brought in Lukaku. I wanted a, a backup for Kante because the guy can't play every single game. And of course, when he's not being able to play, I need someone there that can potentially be their successor that's going to be the backup that's going to keep that defensive consistency because, and let's be real, in the Arsenal game, George Cover, they're great players. I like them a lot. But they have pros and cons. One of those cons is, is that, you know, runners will run off them and that can cause some issues. You know what I mean? I just thought getting that mids would have been the guy. And personally, I just didn't really care about a centre-back at all, considering that just because you're in your 30s doesn't mean your career's over. Silver, he clearly took so long to even sign that extension. You think he's going to stay here if he's not going to get minutes? Of course not. Aspilicueta is Tuchel's perfect... Captain on paper, he, he 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 matches all seven qualities that he wants in a in a leader. This guy's going to be playing the big games as we saw already. So it's just like we already have the depth there. We've got and players who've can, improved. Can, can yeah. I quickly add the emergence of Trevor Chalobah? Yeah, exactly. Who and for me, I, I've been trying to stress this. He proved that he should stay because every time he played, he showed the manager what he can bring. 
And mm-hmm. so too often, a lot of times when players get the opportunity, they you know play it safe, stick to the rule books, and just don't want to get the manager angry, which is the wrong thing. You want to show what you can do, what you can bring. And he did that. So, uh, of course, when he signed Kunde, you're telling him to get out the door. And you're basically saying for me the message that, listen, you know, we like to pretend that if you work hard in life, you get things. It's not the case. The world has never, ever been like that. It will never, ever be like that. But we're just going to keep it real and say that. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's a massive undermining for me. You can't pass every test and then it's still not enough. I mean, that's just nonsense in my opinion. You know, something interesting that happens at the beginning of every season, there's like normally three games before the international break and usually before the the transfer window ends, maybe sometimes four, but there's only one game a week. And the teams that the manager, that the manager picks, those are the only players that that, that will play in like, right. And so there's this idea that because Chalaba's not playing, because Zuma's not playing, I guess they're just out of the team forever. But once you start yeah. with the but once you start with the Champions League and there's some League Cup fixtures and there's games Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, the variance or the the makeup of the squad will have to change because the manager can't just stick with his preferred 11, he'll have to make changes. Yeah. I think if Zuma, if Chaloba, if these kinds of players who aren't in, if they're just a little bit patient, they'll find their minutes here and there to force their way into the preferred 11, but there is that immediate idea that because I'm not in these first three or four games, I need to go find my place. So if it's Zuma, let's go to West Ham. If they're bringing in Kayunde for Chalaba, where do I go if I'm not going to yeah. get these minutes? Yeah. So if you press the brakes, you'll get the opportunities if the manager's in favor with you, which I don't think Zuma or Chalaba have done anything to be out of favor with the managers two games. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's that late August push from like, what's going on here? But the, the games just aren't there to give to people. I mean, this is you've just broken down the reality of how this is applied. You know, it's like when people say things, you have to apply it to how reality is. You know, that's how you make sense of it. You know, you can everyone can theorize things, but if you're not going to apply it, it's, it's pointless. And you're right. I mean, come on, like defense number one, who's rotating defense like that left, right, and center? No serious team does that. You need that consistency that defending is about that partnership relationship. Mm. So ultimately that means that there'll be certain games with less pressure that there could be minutes there for but with more competition on top now it reduces that even more now mm-hmm. and and come on as you were even saying you get to the latter stages man you know you're not seeing any uh, uh subs or rotations at all you know what i mean you're seeing that same team ending the season for like the last month or two so it does feel like this move did not have to be made right now considering our defense proved that they're one of the best in Europe. I mean, that's for me, top three defense in Europe. Uh, I think I'm not even oh, going yeah. to debate anyone. If, on if you had the keeper, like Mendy is incredible. <sighs> I love Mendy. Mendy, so. oh, I love, <laughs> I, of course, that's what I mean. But top three defense and we've got hella money to, 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 to spend. We'll have money next season. We're going to have a successful season where we're going to pick up a few trophies. There's going to be spots there and there's going to be players wanting to sign for us because we're a young, exciting, attractive team on one of the best footballing minds of football right now. I think you can tell Kunde to wait, to be fair. And Do you know what it is? We have for now. Yeah. I think sometimes clubs see opportunities to get players. And if Thank the doors you, open, we have Thank to you. run through the door. So just like Havertz, if the doors open and we know next summer there's going to be people yeah. in, we got to get Kunde now. Otherwise, who knows That's what it. happens? So let's get him in. And then whatever happens, we can work it out with whomever. Yeah. And you've literally 
hit the nail on the head because you know from what I'm hearing too this is a board signing I mean you know I'm, I'm tired of this thing of any time a player's linked it must be in Tuchel's involved as Tuchel ever said <laughs> listen you'll have a, a few targets he's spoken to a few guys personally whatever but Tuchel wanted understood. a striker if I know Tuchel he's yeah. just like, get me get me a number exactly. nine please and he spoke I... to Lukaku before you know what I mean yeah. he's, he's been speaking to candidates he really wants he's not on the phone call to Saul he's, he was not on the phone call to Kunde. <laughs> Everyone, like, do we all read the same stories? I could have sworn for how many months, but we've seen Tuchel wants a Kamani defender, he wants a Sule, he wants Alaba, he wants uh, Kanate, he wants Upa Makano. You know what I mean? Like, managers like one player at a time. It, it's not enough of a reason. And and for me, I just think it's mm. it's undermining that notion That's of, a good point. Of, of giving, you know, uh, like fighting to earn your place because I, I've, I haven't seen someone like a Jalaba who, listen, I've always thought He's a quality player. I've always actually preferred him to Ampadu, even back when Ampadu was the next big thing. He'll be the leader for the next 10 years. Remember when that was a thing a few seasons <laughs> back? And you Don't know, hate it, me. It, Don't hate me, though. Don't hate me, bro. <laughs> Don't hate me. <laughs> no, I let you off, man, on your pods. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that ultimately there's this myth that, you know, the level between like the very best players and very good players, it's not like like a massive, massive ocean. We like to pretend it is. You know, a lot of times in football, that the team is more important. And if we have certain attributes now, modern day football that can get the system, the manager system working, you might as well be world-class then. You know what I mean? And I just mm. think that Chadaba is an example of the, the crazy talent we keep producing to a very high level. Because like, you got to think, but if you've got your kid in common, imagine the stress as a parent that you have. You know what I mean? Your kid's mm-hmm. constantly competing from when he's, what, five years old to stay at the club. That, that's only conditioning a certain mentality in you. You know what I mean? That's only conditioning you to be a certain way. And, uh, you know, there's no surprise why these guys ball out and all playing in top divisions. But, I mean, for me, you know, he, he he came in the team. He showed, this is what I can bring. And I just think that if that is undermined and, you know, the new shiny objects is picked over him, I think... It's not a good look. It's not, but at the same time, and this is what football is today. But it's you know, understandable. Yeah. 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 Of course, you know, it's the board, the club, they ultimately, guys at the top, listen, they see it as an opportunity where, well, we got a free run at this guy for a whole summer. It'd be sweeping us again. I mean, right. go, hey, we'll put him online we'll, or you can fight and compete. We'll see what, we don't care. And, and that's just the rally of how it yeah, is. Yeah, but these teams honest. have, they, they have plans that go, you know, three, four, five years from now. So who knows what's on Marina or Bruce Bucks or Roman Abramovich's yeah. big board of like, you know, in the 2030 season, Chalabo beat like, who who knows? Who knows what they're thinking about? Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Arsenal. Firstly, <laughs> did you see Willian's Instagram like? <laughs> Bro, this is what I mean, man. I, I like, I like, I, I, I've always liked William for a reason. You know, I've always liked him. Uh, yeah, of course. Let him uh, do that. He's disaster. I love that guy, man. He's he's such a troll, man. Like, I, you know, it was. <laughs> do, do you remember when he put the trophies over Conte yeah, when they won yeah, the FA yeah. Cup? Yeah. <laughs> that shit killed me. Tough. Hey, this, I didn't this was this was close. It wasn't as good, but it was close. I was like, yeah. you can't do that, man. Like, you just can't. Real Real you, just, you can't like if you're hired by ours. Like I was like, even if Come you on. like, even even if yeah. you really love it, you can't like that. Yeah. And I think he had to retract the like, or 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 maybe he could say he double tapped on accident or whatever it is. But <laughs> he, I I genuinely think he liked the picture, just yeah, because course, he's 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 out of favor and he's Chelsea. Yeah, he's out of favor. He's kind of been scapegoated to as well. To be mm. honest, um, all those types of things. Hey, personally, me me man, I like when humans act like human beings just because you're a footballer or you're a professional whatever I, I listen 
we all know it's the professional things, the whole acts everyone has to live up to to begin with anyway. Like no one's professional outside when they have to be. So it's just like, you know, I don't really care about that pretense. You know, if, if William's pissed off, I think it's more interesting to know that he is pissed off about something than just having this cookie cutter PR nonsense. It's like stuff down my face constantly, to be honest. I think all of this is just Amazon Prime storylines, if I'm yeah. real. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that it's the all or nothing episode to Chelsea, Chelsea lose. Oh, can you believe yeah. William did this? They're probably following him to the restaurant, all this kind of stuff. And if I'm honest, where are Arsenal yeah. getting this money from? Yeah, it's Bezos' money. <laughs> it's got to be a hundred. What, how are Arsenal are the top spenders? Why they need wow. storylines? Ramsdale is yeah. an Arsenal fan. Imagine that on the show. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "This is my childhood dream." So Crumpy's like, "Bro, it's so funny you say that." Like, of course, you know, I look at these clubs these days, man. I'm thinking, okay, you know, clubs are becoming like big clubs. It's It's like Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like for example, using that same example, let's apply it to Jack Grealish. You think, you know, he 100 million? I'm sorry, no way in hell should he be costing that amount of money. (laughs) Even though I like the player a lot, you don't you don't spend 100 million on him. But if you're Man City. You're thinking, right, wow, this guy could be our David Beckham, the face of the club. And Facts. the money that can generate from that, the entertainment value behind that too. You know, I was a guy was telling me about that. And I was like, this is a part of football. I haven't even really thought about considering. I'm only focusing on what sort of happens on the field. But, mm. you know, with all the money involved in the game now and the deal is happening, hey, this has become an important we, thing. We, we can make the case that Chelsea did the same with Lukaku, just that it makes sense on the pitch. Like all the all of the social media videos of yeah. Lukaku reminiscing, and that's that's all, bro, bro. I can tell you, like I even heard too, and this is a back to what we're saying even more that Lukaku is seen as one of those guys. But listen, if you go on Amazon documentary series, this is the guy that you want to face of your club. So yep. you know what I mean? Absolute star. Um, now, so they spent money, and yeah. people are kind of using, oh, they spent 130 million. How come the team looks like this? But if you look at their injury list, there's no Partey, there's no Odegaard, Lacazette didn't play, Aubameyang came on, he looked decent, Um, Gabriel wasn't there, who am I missing? Ben White. Ben Ben White. White. Ben White. Yeah. Um, So they were missing six or seven, the starting players. It just sucks that the schedule worked out how it did, and you lost to Brentford, so it's likely that you're going to have zero points after... Three games, because uh, let's let's be honest, they're not going to beat Man City, are they? The whole relegation, this, that, this, that, like, stop it. But it's not good. But then again, like, I, I saw someone make the argument that if I told you that in the last week of the window, Arsenal were going to buy Aubameyang, Lacazette, Odegaard, White, Partey, and Gabriel, would you complain if they spent $300 million wow. and got those players? Yeah. You wouldn't. So they'll, they'll be okay. But I think- it took to, to- what extent? Like, I don't think they're going to yeah. be top six. I think they'll be seven, eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. But you're but you're starting behind the eight ball just based off these first three games. For me, I mean, I've seen it for a while. I was speaking to Robbie too. He was saying it as well. There, what is the start and identity? There's, there's literally none. And they've signed lots of good random players for a lot of money. They've been spending 50 million like every season on one or two guys per season. You know, they've been spending money. Fam, but I think, I think it's 350 million in the past. Yeah. Five windows? Can you believe that's that? a lot of money? It's a lot of money, and to you have be to nowhere. Yeah, 
to be absolutely nowhere. And it's like goes against the complete antithesis of what Arsenal used to be. They used to mm. be the club that set the precedent of finding the next young thing and turning them into a start. They've absolutely stopped doing that. They've got players that they've really not taken to the next level. You know, you're signing Pepe who plays one certain way on the counter-attack. You don't let him do that. You know, he's he, and then there's no good players around him to push him on either. You're waste of 70 million. You know, you're looking at Lacazette. He's always been about dropping deeper and stuff. And how many times is he playing by himself or playing up front with someone? No plan. I mean, you can go on and on and on. And it's, it comes from the management from the top. I personally feel, you know, with football today, with the money involved, it's introduced a lot of figures outside of football who don't really have the experience, who maybe banking, finance, whatever, whatever, who can buy the world their, their ways into these positions and influence decisions based on ignorance. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's just crazy to me that 350 mil has been spent on absolutely nothing and they've been going lower and lower down the table per season. <laughs> you understand how terrible that is? Do you understand what... I, Chelsea I let them off the hook, man. Like. Was it December yeah. time? Or, yeah. or January time? Like back when... Lamp- it, it must have been December because this was when Lampard yeah. was still there. They let them off the hook. Like that could have put the boot into Arteta. They got to win. I forget what the score. Oh, that was the, it was the one where Conte slipped, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that game. It was that one. Yeah. yeah. And they still remember that as if they won the UCL or something. It just shows you just how far in the mud and dirt they are, man. They're on that curb. They've been kicked there. You know what I mean? Cold, rainy night. And yeah, they're still out there one week later, you know? Just, yeah, they're, they're never coming back. Do you, yeah, I'm do you okay with that? Do Do you find it funny though, or do you find it somewhat disheartening? Because oh, I'm more disheartening. I'm, disheartening. I'm at the point where it's it's quickly losing its humor, and it's getting to the point of just like, damn, like it's it's sad because yeah. you you want Arsenal to be good. It's 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 better for the Premier League, I think, when Arsenal are playing well. Like the first fifteen minutes of of the game yesterday. Yeah. I was like, nah, they look good. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the occasion or the crowd or whatever it was. But they, they looked okay. But then Lukaku did his thing, and then they just sunk, and it got worse and worse. Should I talk about that? Yeah, go Fuck for it. it. Of course, Fuck man. it, why not? Of course. Um, it was Chelsea away fans. They were booing when Saka was touching the ball, right? Um, and I don't know. Some, some Somebody, when Reese James scored the 2-0, someone threw a bottle at him, which is yeah. insane. Like, why would you do that? We will get to bottle throwing in France in a second. But someone threw a bottle at Reese James. Thankfully, they missed him. Someone said it was glass. If that hits him, that's just outrageous. Similar to yeah. people throwing coins at people. I don't. Why, firstly, why are you throwing money? <laughs> like that's your money. Don't do that. But you know, it's just reckless. But somebody yeah. made the point that the outrage this morning is focused on the booing of Saka rather than somebody throwing a bottle at Reese James. And I was like, right. that's that's an interesting. Or I called it a weird defense because not that booing is racist in and of itself. Like, of course, that's an idiotic statement. But again, people read what they want to read. They don't read what you say. Um, But I made the point that if Saka, based on what happened to him in the summer, we understand the the life that he's living at this point in time with him missing that final penalty along with Sancho and Rashford. The act of booing him, again, maybe you could... You know, stand on the side of he's an Arsenal player. He's a good player. Yeah. We're trying to unnerve him and all of this. But to me, it seems quite tone deaf that you would boo him and chant Saka, you let your country down, all of these types of things. It traffics in the same area as the abuse that he received when he missed the penalty. And then we have to add on top of that, that do Chelsea away fans, no offense, Nini. Yeah, yeah. Do they get the benefit of the doubt in these things? And my perspective 
they've lost the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm not saying the people who booed him were racist people, but it traffics in that area where like Saka is he's a protected entity at this point. It it gives a platform for people to say, ah, that's yeah. a bit past the line, even if we understand the sporting aspect of it. And again, you know, all the people who were like, you know, Chelsea are racist. Uh, is it racist <laughs> to boo? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They, they were in my mentions. Protecting whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know this very well. And half open, I talk about this. You know, you tweet something and then you yeah. go off Twitter for a while and then you come back and there's like yeah. 20 plus or 50 plus yeah. or 100, whatever it is. But I saw 20 plus and I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Because <laughs> it just means mad people are in my comments arguing with each other yeah, or they're, yeah. they're giving me abuse. But yeah, I just I find it very silly for any away uh, uh, for any away fans to be chanting foolishness towards Bayako Saka. Yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't make sense to me. You know what? Like morally and ethically, I 100% agree with you. The only thing I don't agree with, though, is is what I was saying before about how these things apply to reality. Like, we know the nature of fandom, what it's always been, what it yep. always has been. And obviously, you know, to expect, like, that type of morality and understanding from sure. from people. Where, listen, most, you know, it's just really an entertainment for really most people. So, like, that type of personal emotion, there's a detachment already, as it is. So, I feel like, for sure from a moral perspective and, and logic and everything you're saying, you are hundred percent right. But I feel like it can be a little bit redundant to expect that level of, of like insight from, from, you know, from, from our supporters right, who right. don't really, you know, in the moment. Yeah. I mean, we've all said crazy things, whatever, this is how it is. Um, but yeah, it is disappointing. You know, of course, you know, night, it's what, you know, it's about I me. Mean. If you want to be a pro at, at this level, man, it comes with a lot of pressure that you need to be able to like rise to and, and, and live up to and, be able to deal with you know like Saka wasn't expecting to be some uh, uh the final penalty taker in the shootout in the Euros that was poor management and because of that I mean now he's getting booed left right and center do you think it's stadium. fair game do you think it's fair game because absolutely I, I... not absolutely not and, and it comes down to Southgate you've been a pro you know what comes with it you know uh, literally of course you know it's uh, that's what I mean for me I really wish that I think in football yeah I know it's gonna sound like again I'm not being on my hippie shit right now but like if there was like let's say if every manager or board there had like a psychology degree and really understood how to work with people and really invest their money into how to really get the best like you know out of a player's personality confidence whatever I think this sort would be completely different to mm. be honest I think there's a lot of old school dated ways of seeing things that are still in the game today, you know, and um, will continue to be there. And yeah, you know, hopefully that can improve. But oh yeah, of course, it's, it's, it's a shame that, you know, Saka, for no, no fault of his own, is being ridiculed and, and uh, you know, spoken down badly like this. And yeah, but yeah, it just reflects how times are, to be fair. I know things are bad when, obviously, these are people who have no idea. And I don't put, you know, hashtag CFC in my... <laughs> Twitter bio. So people yeah. are like, well, your fans were doing this and Arsenal fans, you guys do this. It's just like tit for tat on both sides. I'm yeah. just like, I'm not even an Arsenal fan. I've, I've never, like, I fucked with Terry Henry, who didn't, but I was never like an Arsenal fan. Like, I can't use the defense I'm a Chelsea fan anymore because it just feels like, yeah, you are, but not really. Like, I'm, I'm not like have hope now. Or I'm not like Didi. Like, I can't be like, yo, I'm a yeah. Chelsea fan. And even if I was, that doesn't excuse what I what I feel y'all did to him because I just don't think it's right. 
Yeah. But either way, you're right. Like you shouldn't expect that in in the current footballing culture. Now, Manchester- I get the context. Though, if I even oh. add to that, quickly, I get the context of you're just bringing up that conversation point on Twitter, and of course, it wasn't seen as that. It was seen as you know, it's yeah. I don't know. It was, wasn't perceived in the way it's it should just, have been perceived. Just a, yeah. Like you, you have to be socially and contextually clueful. Yeah. In if that's a word, in your I think it will be in, tonight. In, yeah, yeah, in let's, yeah, let's in make it one. maybe that's that's expecting a little bit too much. <laughs> Manchester United won, Southampton yeah. won. The man of the match was who, Nini? Ah, oh, for me, one of the most <laughs> underrated, disrespected players of this generation. One of the the the, the very very great, you know, a classic player that we used to see for fun back during like the two thousand, like you know, the two thousand to two thousand ten period, and and that is Paul Pogba. Because, Do you know what I thought you wow. were going to say, Liveramento? Oh, <laughs> well, obviously, but Pogba, let's, I, I thought you meant the Pogba. Pogba can... Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll speak about Tina afterwards, um, for sure. But I think Pogba, Tina, these are the guys that stood out. Uh, poor Pogba. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's one of my favorite players. I just absolutely love everything he does. I mean, you know, you, you know when you can like understand the thinking behind the players, like some of the mm. solutions he finds on the field. I mean, probably you're playing against these guys in school, in the playground, in the field. It's a video game. Yeah. He it's has like, the ability yeah. to make football look like FIFA. Yeah, yeah. Like last week, his pass to Greenwood, <sighs> oh, like I kind of saw it, but I was like, he's yeah. like, you won't wait it, right? Yeah. But he can and he did. <laughs> he can and he did. And then oh, Greenwood obviously God. had to do what he had to do to score. But like Pogba, he plays yeah. on a different level when he's at his peak. Yeah. I mean, for me, he is France's best player by far. By yeah, far. Conte, Conte. Ever. No, no, no. For me, Pogba. Oh, you mean, you mean footballer, team, like player? Yeah, player. yeah, yeah. Because in that national team, everything good that France do comes from poor Pogba. I, this is what I mean. From I mean, look at the game against Southampton. Some of those little flicks he was playing just to open up certain angles and spaces combined with other skills as well. It's like doing combo moves in a video game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, that, that's the imagination eventually. He's that's that classic style playmaking that you don't see anymore. Yeah, absolute genius. And I wish people in this country liked some more. I don't know why, to be fair. It's, uh, oh, it's crazy. Man. Oh, what's this? Uh, I'm not even gonna say his name. <laughs> GS dog, GS. I can't stand that dude, bro. Do you know who I forgot when we were talking about Lukaku, no. bro? Yeah, yeah. Who? Yo, I don't even want to say this lady's <laughs> name, bro. But the every time I every time Lukaku balls out, I think about oh. those comments, which is like, yeah. <laughs> I would always take the more intelligent player. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, you just you, you kind of have to woos up because again, you have to be contextually and culturally clued in. Yeah, and if you go too hard on that on those comments, it could come off like you know you're being sexist, and it's not it's none of that. But you know, so you, I just have to woosah, bring it bring it back to center, Dayo. Every run Lukaku made, I was thinking, is he outside? But he was yeah. onside on every slides. time. Every time. I, I've, I'm so used to Morata and Werner just <sighs> the flag just goes straight up. But Lukaku, the intelligence and the timing of the runs and the touches that he takes, it's just like who would ever say. That Alvaro Morata is anyway. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. Even from back then, so I was not happy with him at all when we signed him. I knew he was destined to have the career he did have for us. It was just written in the stars, and it's just uh, like I hate. Sometimes I feel like, listen, I'm not working in professional football, but I'm not going to lie. If I'm, I'm just going to be real with myself here. Toot I feel your like horn, my bro. foresight, man. I feel like my foresight a lot of times. Talk your shit, Nini. Talk on. your shit. And you know, the reason why I feel like my foresight is good is like, obviously, you guys, everyone knows that I really like youth development and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the reason why I like youth development is why people, for example, will like how, like the indie scene in films or 
who's going to be the next to blow before anyone knows you know that, that type of like satisfaction you get like you can get that from musicians artists where you know they're underground you've been yep. riding with them for a year or two they blow up and you're like oh bro i knew about this guy for time that's like me and kendrick and me and j cole that's the, what i'm know. saying yeah man the classic <laughs> i remember those days back in the day when these guys were first blind there were special times yeah. Music. But this is literally just the same energy you can apply to any entertainment, and you can do that yeah. with football. And the beautiful thing is that when you do that with football, th- that's what's really improved like, my understanding. Because you know, sometimes we'll take players at face value without knowing what their story was. And essentially, if you kind of know what the story was, what they're doing, you then understand if they're being used properly, if they're not being used properly. And and you realize in football there's a ton of inefficiency because it does feel like I don't know, our scouting teams getting this this right. Or maybe it's a business that gets involved where it's like, listen, you, you can't literally pay for this stuff because if you're not getting the money we want, it's so tough. <laughs> I'm sure that plays a, a part as well. But yeah. but yeah, man, it just gives you like an insight that you'll take forward. And this is why players like Lukaku, I always just knew what was going to happen. Mount, when I saw these guys playing in a team, I just knew that they'd be the ones to break through from years back. You know, you can't even discuss that type of stuff because people will turn it against you as if like you've got an agenda and this is what i hate with the internet era today where everything is like agenda this agenda that and there's always an ulterior motive for having an opinion or being invested in something it's, i've uh, had like three agendas uh, i've had three oh, big agendas i used to I, I, I wanted bertrand Traore to get more minutes that one yeah. didn't happen because i yeah. always i always wanted a left-footed player on the right mm-hmm. now we have three you know ziesh luca i said we you see what you're yeah. doing to me nini <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea have three left-footed players. Yeah. On, so Havertz, Lukaku, and Ziyech. Bertrand Traore back in the days, that would have been important. The next one yeah. was Mich- Michi needed more minutes. Okay. I, I still hold by that one, that if he would have played more, he would have scored more goals, but it is what it is. He was who he was. And what yeah. was my third one? Keppa. Now yeah. that, oh, that, okay. that 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 is my it. Oscar. That is my Oscar. Yeah. I was on this from day one. You're not going to buy a goalkeeper shorter than me for seven, 70 million. That's not – No. A 6-1 goalkeeper for 70 million? Uh-uh. So as soon yeah. as he was bought, I was like, no, I'm not on this. But other than that, those are my three agendas. Two of them are failed. One of them is pretty good. You know how you want to leave on a win? Yeah. Kepa's my win. I don't want to, you know. I, I, I get that. I get that. You, know, you saw that very early <laughs> on. It was rearing the stars. Exactly. I, I wish, I'll be honest, I I fell for the hype completely. I was just thinking, I, I, I had full faith in the club thinking, okay, this is kind of crazy. Maybe they're seeing something in him. Uh, even like when you look through the stats, maybe you're not necessarily seeing. Where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to trust them because they move very assertively, and I think that's a mistake that I, uh, that I definitely made for sure, man. But the, um, the, the only yeah. thing I gave him credit for was like, oh, his distribution is pretty good. Like his first game, I, I think he pinged the ball yeah. to Giroud or somebody. I was just like, oh, that's 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 good compared to what was there before. But yeah, yeah it was like because Courtois was a bit iffy with his feet at times. But um, anyway, yeah, we have maybe 20 minutes. Manchester City beat Norwich 5-0. Grealish got his first goal. Does Kane to City, if it happens, which is looking increasingly more unlikely by the day, but if Kane ends up in Manchester City, what do you think that does to the so-called title race, if you want to put it? like, Because there's, I'd say there's four legit contenders, Liverpool, City, uh, Manchester United, and Chelsea. Does Kane to City put Manchester City on a different level? I think it does. I think that too. And I think the reason for that is what we're seeing with Lukaku. You know, there's a lot of power tactically in obviously Furman runs, runs off the ball, you know, runs on the blind sides, but that's what you really, you know, again, it's very organized things that can literally play 
in their positions for 120 minutes now. You know, you that's the ingenuity that he needs. And with Kane dropping deeper, that's going to encourage movement. And I think that that is going to obviously elevate how Man City play for sure because they have all the talent in the wide areas, wide fours that get that chip from a double digits for goals and assists. You need a striker there, and Kane's shown with his work with Son, uh, Bervine, Lucas, all of these guys that this is how he plays to his best. Let's go on the continent for a little bit. Yeah, let's go, man. What's happening in Europe? Levante three, Real Madrid three. Ooh. Now, how do I how do I say this nicely? I I wanted Hazard to be great. Yeah. And when he came off after maybe an hour, I was like, damn, he pulled them. And for Vinicius, and Vinicius isn't going to get you goals. What are you doing? Yeah. And then Vinicius goes out to score one really good goal. Yeah. Really, really good goal. But third goal, mm. Mm. incredible goal. Have wow. you seen it? I don't know if you've seen the I've footage. I've seen it, of course. I've okay. seen what Vinicius said, man. This is what I'm saying. And I'm People like, Hazard's not going to get back in the team if this is what Vinicius <laughs> is playing. Like, I'm happy for Vinicius, always. This is kind of the promise that everybody thought maybe two or three years ago. Because you could you, you could see the skill. You could see, you know, the, the shifts and feints and things that he does with the ball. But the finishing has been woeful. If this is like the final form of Vinicius, I'm all in. So oh, man, you know you don't you don't write off these listen like everyone keeps forgetting you if you really want to be critical wait for these man to turn 23 24 that's mm-hmm. when you're expecting certain things to be pan I learned my lesson the heart actually I didn't learn my lesson what am I talking about I remember I was speaking to my dad about Raheem Sterling <laughs> when he went to Man City yeah. I was like this is the best thing to happen to him to me we must have debated Raheem Sterling for like nearly an hour which is just like this uh, yeah <laughs> and he's like saying oh this isn't the wrong move you know he's he's not not going to do anything there blah 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 and i was just like no he will literally be the perfect player for man city and you're judging him based on what you're seeing in front of your face you're not thinking about what happens as you improve over the seasons do you think you're it's impossible to be in an environment that man city and not be a better player for him yep. especially when they're putting that much money into you and the manager and they're, they're force feeding you you're going to get all the the triple tap crossings that you want yeah, like that's what i'm saying I mean, on top of that man sterling was for me the reason why i knew he was going to do it and i, I get the same vibe of Hudson and Doi too but I, I, that would be a conversation of a different day for Hudson. but but with sterling he was very mature for how he played and i know that's a very cliche thing to say but you know, when I look at the difference between like who I feel will be like the top young player and, and like maybe an exciting one, a good one, is that decision making. And sometimes the boring option is a lot of times a lot better than trying to force something. You know, you can force things, force things, force things, and it does nothing. I mean, I, I look at Rashford, he's always been that type of player where, you know, he's always attempting things that weren't the right things at the right time. And I feel like he hasn't progressed as quickly enough as everyone probably expected. And, you know, I think for me, Sterling's like a much better player than than Rashford because he can do a lot more reading of the game, hmm. understanding, and it's the, the different roles he can play to a very high level. I think it's details like that that can get missed sometimes. I think I would have picked Rashford over Sterling. Uh, you know, I feel that Rashford is more limited though. You know what I mean? Like with, you know, how many different ways has he played for, for Pep Guardiola? He was playing up front at times on the right, on the left. Uh, and, the, you know, the stats, the numbers are still there. You know, you don't always have to be trying to attempt six dribbles a game all the time. You know, it's, football's not even like that really anymore. So, yeah, I think Sterling's a, a top, top player. And yeah, I mean, you know what, Sterling, no Sterling, it's funny. I think Half Hope and I talked about this two or three years ago. That if you gave Vinicius to Pep Guardiola instead of Zidane, and he was coached rather than managed, if you understand the difference, 
Yeah. That would have been incredible for him. But maybe yeah. this is just kind of a more natural progression of what he what he would have been 21, 22, 23. And then maybe he can go somewhere or somebody will come in that can give him coaching that will take him to the next level. Because I see Zidane and Ancelotti, they're coaches in yeah. a sense, but they're more managers. We're, we're going to manage yeah. things, make sure everything runs smoothly. But they're not coaches on the level of perhaps a Klopp or a Tuchel or a Pep. I guess it's the best, better yeah. example. No, of that. you're right. You're right. And yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes when you don't have that type of 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 personal touch with the manager, maybe it not it won't be as fast as maybe it could be. You know yeah. what I mean? But regardless, though, listen, he's still been getting minutes. He's still there. And I mean, he's not even how old is he? Like what? Twenty? Twenty one? Twenty one? I mean, that's like literally nothing. You know, what we can I do mean. a quick Google. Yeah, I think he must be like 21 or something. Yeah, he's 21, he's 21. He's 21. 21 years old. And he old. just that, turned 21 last month. So That's what I'm saying. So it's just like when people write off people under 23, I just can't take them serious because it's just like you you don't, you think you've clocked the knowledge, but you, you, you it's, it's capped. <laughs> it's out of cap. And whenever you think you've clocked something in this world and in life, you've got it wrong from the start. And that's one lesson I learned when I was very young, man. And that's why... Drop that knowledge, Nini. Drop yeah, them jewels, bro. For sure, for All sure. Right. So, uh, Barcelona won, Bilbao won. Again, I'm just here to say I like watching Memphis Depay play football. I said that last week. I'm going to say it again. The goal he scores, crazy. See, for, 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 for Memphis, I'm expecting like a 2020 season, all comps, 20 goals, 20 assists. I think that should be light work because he's going to have the creative burden but he's also going to be, he's wearing the number nine. He's going to be in goal scoring areas. Yeah. You should be able to get 20 and 20, hey, 15, 15 at, at a, at yeah. a push. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he got an assist in the first game for PK. He scored a great goal. It just so happened that this is a game where I think you do miss Messi. A game that's very close, tight, and you need somebody to have that magic to create something or score something or get a foul or red card or free kick, something. Memphis can kind of do that, but Messi is a totally different level. And if they had yeah. him in this game, I watched it. He, he would have done something in the match. Griezmann, by the way, <sighs> he's a he's a confusing play. Like he's not good for Barcelona. There's just yeah. something I, mean, I, I I I can't put yeah. my finger on it, but there's something not Bro, clicking. Griezmann is you. If you play direct football, you have Griezmann. Barca mm-hmm. aren't a direct team. So it there just you doesn't go. make any sense. And this is what I mean, man, by... 800,000 like, a week, bro. 800 flipping thousand a week. And this is what I hate about football, man. <laughs> Honestly, like, when I see the absolute... Because for me, I think one thing I actually hate is waste. I think that's always been me personally. So it's a, it's a weird personal thing. You know, I was, you know, told very young, you don't waste nothing. If you eat a meal, you don't like it. You finish that meal and you, and you firm and you eat. And that's something I do. And it's just like... Do you, you drink your milk? The, do you, hold on. Like, when you eat cereal, do you drink your milk? Bro, I literally, I don't leave a speck of foods on the ball on the plate. If it's, I've been tricked sometimes with a bad coconut. Do you know what? My do you know what? Do you know, I, I remember, that, I remember that was my first lie. That's the first lie I can remember. And yeah. I was like, okay, so I had my cereal. I didn't feel like drinking my milk. So I poured the milk down the sink. And my dad was like, did you drink your milk? And I told him, yeah. But I was too stupid to know that that the milk leaves a trail in the sink. So my dad looked in the sink and he was like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yes, I did. He was yeah, like, no, yeah. you didn't. Yes, I did. And I was like, how did he know? <laughs> like, how did he know? <laughs> but then obviously I got yeah. to an age. I was like, oh, obviously you didn't run the water. Yeah. But yeah, in my house, you had to drink your milk, bro. You got in trouble. Like, That's no waste. I'm saying. 
That's what I know. Do you know how much a gallon of milk costs, or a liter, two liters of milk? You know. And bro, I, right now, I, I now now that I'm older, I think about that damn cow. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about the calm the, the cow. I'm thinking about that that factory at Sinway. I can't even. We drink almond milk around here these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. Come on, man. Bro, oat milk. Dog. I don't drink milk, man. It's oat milk all day, and I thank my girl for putting me on that. Thank Shout God she's educating me to start, you know, applying like some of the ways new, morality, new world like, tactics. My actions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Because honestly, when I have it with my tea and shit, I think it actually tastes a bit better. Oh, of I'm course, not, not gonna lie. Oh, a lot more flavorsome. Mm. All right, um, Atletico won. We don't have to talk about that. Korea scored a great goal, but we don't have to dwell yeah. on it. Uh, I like. I've always liked Korea, and I'm, I'm hoping that he finally gets a really, really blow soon. You know what I mean? Um, Ronaldo scored a winner that did not count. So Juventus drew 2-2. Um, whatever's going on with Cristiano, we'll get into that maybe next week and we'll see yeah. how, the, how, how the dust settles. But with Nini, I want to discuss Roma 3, Fiorentina 1. Mm. Tammy had an incredible debut. Fantastic. The only thing he didn't do was score, but he got the goalkeeper sent off. He had a great assist for Mkhitaryan. There was a, I forgot who scored their second or third goal, but Tammy created that one. He had a weird relationship with the VAR, by the way. Like all of his assists were like on the edge of offside. The first one, he called it off. The the linesman called it offside, and Tammy immediately went. It was like no, 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 no. He was shaking his arm, and I was like, Tammy, like that looks really offside. Like you're acting yeah. a little bit too strong there. Yeah. But then the the delay for the VAR was taking like a minute or a minute thirty. Time, I was like, nearly two minutes, bro. I was like, yeah. what is going on? Like, but and then I thought. The fact that this is taking so long, it justifies his reaction, even if he's wrong. But then they give the goal. So the third goal happened after he left. But yeah, he hit he hit the bar with the header. He just had a really, really good debut. He did one crazy turn that was just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's gonna love Rome, I think. They're Oof, they're yeah. they're gonna love him. He's gonna love the league. Yeah. Obviously, he has Mourinho there to give him uh a little bit of a platform. And you know, I already saw him making friends with I think the American dude that they have and Chris Smalling's yeah. there. So he should be all right. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just happy to see him in in a new element, doing well. For sure, and you know it was very nice to see maybe Tammy playing like his best role in that sense. You know he's always been that striker on the shoulder, you hmm. know, because he has stupidly good movement off the ball. He's another one who people think is like Lukaku and Drogba, but he's big. He's 6'5". He should be a totem pole. Like, nah! And that's what I hate when you're big and black, man. It just works against (laughs) you so much because everyone (laughs) just projects whatever they want. Drogba has ruined... Yeah, he's almost ruined a generation, bro. But you know what was annoying about Drogba, bro? He used to act like he was the biggest man in the field. He wasn't. You know why Drogba was sick? Yeah, he's, he is six two, but the reason why he's sick is because it's the technique of the technique how was to use so, your body. Do, do you remember it. the assist that he had? Ugh. It must have been against Stoke, where yeah. there was a ball that came over the top, and he controlled it like with his leg going back, exactly. and, yeah, and, and, get, he, and he assisted right Anelka. Yeah, and that cross in the box was sick. That low driven pace, that dip. Bruh. I, on, I don't want to hear anybody talk about. Oh, he was a pace power. Like Drogba oh, was technical. Gosh. But pace, power, big black, Ivory Coast, Africa. That's it, man. That's it. Everyone Run. has that one big black friend in their life. And then <laughs> one, they have one big black friend and everyone's who's been the blackest him, that guy. Yes, it's, it's, like, it's annoying, but it's interesting, though, because if I was to be... Okay, we're talking about Mourinho now. And I don't know. Like I've told myself to feel comfortable about the fact that Tammy's working under him. But at the same time as well, maybe I don't know if I'm, I'm seeing things right. We've got to discuss this, my friend. But... <laughs> It was Mourinho who 
relied on Drogba maybe to play more of his back to goal, play up against two defenders. And I remember back in the days where Drogba first came, those first season and a half, he was not popular. Fans at the club weren't liking him. They thought he was poor, finishing this, that, that, that. And obviously, you know, he just wasn't a really respected figure for a while. And it was really when maybe Mourinho Atta was forced to play with two strikers up front where when Drogba wasn't having to play against two guys every single game that he started to be able to score a lot more consistently because he had more space to play in and stuff like that. You know, Lukaku, let's go to him at Man United. He's a manager at the time. It's Mourinho. And, you know, how, how is, why is Lukaku getting so big? Why is he being told to, uh, you know, play like a, a target man, bulk up, you know, I, playing isolated away from people when his link up plays the most important thing is one such speed movement. You know, he plays at a pace and you've literally done the complete antithesis. And it's not in San Antonio Conte. You knew, you knew exactly who Lukaku is. There's a reason why he was pissed off and we didn't get him at the time. <laughs> Absolutely pissed off. And, you know, in hindsight now, I, I see Conte in a lot softer light. And yeah, you know, uh... listen, I, I, I know what this industry can do to people. So I get it. I do get it. I do get it. But I'm just I'll thinking, probably... okay, this is two players who Mourinho worked with who really excelled when they left him. And my thinking is maybe potentially just having those hard years of learning how to maybe do this target man job was enough to, but you're adding that to your game in future years. That's that was what elevates you, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, do you think you'll want Tammy back by the end of the two years? To be fair, I've always thought Tammy at Bayern Munich, not going to lie. They're going to have to replace Lewandowski soon. Mm. And I think I've always seen Tammy as like a lever, lever type of forwards, you know. I see he's it. balls of feet. At Chelsea, you know, what people don't understand, you know, yeah, a few times he's on the floor looking at Bambi, whatever. But you understand that this is a role he's learning and adapting to. Again, he's he young. Play. Like, he's young. He, like, d- yeah. think about it. He's been 6'5 for like a year or two. <laughs> or 6'4. 6'4 yeah. for like yeah. a year or two. He's still learning himself. Yeah, and it's hard, man. You know, like he's look at his physique, man. He's more like slim and, and slender. Just because you're tall doesn't mean that you're. You know, so, so, somebody, uh, somebody, somebody, somebody asked me like, or they tweeted me during the game because I was live tweeting. Yeah, and it was something to the effect of like, I think he should bulk up. Like somebody should try to put weight on him. I'm like, I didn't tweet this, but I was thinking like, you don't think anybody's thought that before? Yeah, like they've course. probably been trying to make him to like force feeding him food yeah. for years, but his. I don't know. Metabolism is probably just like, it is what it is. Like (laughs) he'd have to eat 24 seven to gain weight. So yeah. Yeah. Lucky him. him. (laughs) And you know, people forget too, because if you're bigger, let's say you've been used to playing a certain way and now you've Mm -hmm. added on how many pounds, are you going to feel like you're going to be as like smooth and sharp as you used to be? That's an entire new adjustment in itself. You know, Lukaku was going through the boot room in Chelsea and he was saying, ah, it hasn't changed. And he was like, I wear size 14. And he said, Nike don't make those generally, but they make them for me or something to yeah. that effect. I was like, that makes a lot of sense of why his touch might be so kind of on and off. Imagine having size 14 boots on, <laughs> trying to control a ball that's like you can palm. It makes sense. Why, like, Bro, the, the, you're, you're holding off a ball, but you've got six. The level of deafness you. that you would have to have yeah. with your feet if they're size 14 is pretty crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, in, in, uh, we, we, we have to talk about this. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, have to, man. Nice, nice and Marseille had beef. Now, this is this is the consequence that could have happened <laughs> if yeah. Reese James got hit with the bottle. Yeah. Now, I I don't think Reese James is going to go in the stands or throw the bottle back. But Dimitri Payet was on smoke. He was like, you know what? You throw it at me, I throw it at you. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, and he, he threw the bottle back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he threw the bottle back. That reaction. 
that court that created that one ball <laughs> for a back and that kind of sums up twitter right like you know what i mean like you take all it take it i all, can't believe you threw the bottle back. back i'm like yo the fans yeah. threw it at him first <laughs> <laughs> what you mean like so i'm so so i'm not human yeah so i can't yeah. throw a bottle back and it was like um i don't know how well you know nba when Ron, balls to be found run there was there was something that happened in 2004 where a fan threw a cup with beer on this guy called Ron Artest, who was he was lying on the scores table for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And it hit him, and he went into the stands. He beat up the wrong guy. But, you know, basically the Indiana Pacers went into the crowd, and they put hands on people. And then the fans came on the court, and the players put hands on people. And it was it's, it's called The Malice in the Palace. There's a Netflix documentary on it that just came out if you're, okay. if you're uneducated. But uh, yeah, crazy story. One of the most crazy things that happened in the NBA changed a whole bunch of things about dress codes and you know mm. hip-hop is a bad influence these thugs and all this kind of stuff yeah, he, yeah, yeah. you know the vibes so <laughs> boys to, are to to see the niece i guess ultras or whoever they were just kind of like come invade the pitch and i guess i don't know if they were looking for marseille players or whatnot but yeah it was just a crazy scenes the game was postponed and i'm thinking what happens when they go to marseille nice it's gonna be trouble because marseille yeah. is a it's a bad boy city. Like they don't play games, so I don't know. It's gonna be trouble. But yeah, Marseille. You know, I've been to Marseille that. before, man. You know, it's not the. It's a, it's a. It's got. A, what can I say? It's a city with its own style, and you know, what I mean. It's, Have you it's been? It. Have you been? Yeah, cool. I was at the the Euros, obviously, for cool. 2016 in France. So, um, um, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was there. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting place for sure. But um. <laughs> You throwing that bottle in? Like he knew exactly what was gonna come. Come on, <laughs> that's come funny, on, man. I like on. him. I like him, and he, he's. I, I, he, I like characters like that. I'm sorry. He's the exact like type him. of person who I could see throw the bottle back to. <laughs> he's he's a, he's, a perfect, he's a perfect guy. Of course. Um, oh, all right, Dimitri, man. Do do, do you have time for questions? We had like three or yeah, four. Of course, man. Let's do all this. Right. So Black Emoji just put the he put William and do, do you know the the El Changrito? Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. Okay, the, the yeah. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the the that that situation happened because Hazard was laughing with Zuma, so he basically has a still picture of. Well, you know, I can show you the picture actually. That picture with William. <laughs> so that was that was just his comment. That was his comment. Yeah. I thought it was quite funny, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's one of four. No, we don't even have to because we already discussed it. Um. Yeah. I know we're only two games in. But could this be the season we finally get a decent title race in the Premier League beyond one or two teams leaving the rest to compete for fourth? What do you think? Do you think this is going to be a four-horse race, three-horse race, two-horse race? Somebody's going to run away with it? What do you think? Um, To be fair, man, I've always been... Obviously, my personality type, okay, let's talk about lockdown a little bit so I can explain my answer to you, yeah. Obviously, lockdown gave everyone time to maybe, you know, if you wanted to, look within a little bit, find out more about yourself, understand things, do a little bit of research, whatever, speak to therapists, or I, I don't know what people did, but there was ways to do that. And I think one thing I found out is that I have a, a personality type that's quite rare, IFNJ, I'm, I'm sure you, you know all of that. And one thing I've always had really something really strong about me is like intuition. I, like when I just have a feeling sometimes mm-hmm. I know it's right. And there was one time where this was cemented to me. There was like years back, Bayern Munich playing against Man City. Bayern Munich, uh, but they were beating Man City 2-0 in the first like 10 minutes. And everyone was like, oh, you know, they're going to get absolutely bad. I and think I, I like, remember no, this game. No, 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 you guys. Man City are being this 3-2. Do not even ask me. Don't ask me. I've seen this before. This is a 3-2 game. 
let's go. And that damn day, at the time, if he had placed a bet, it was 66 to 1 odds for Man City to come back to win the game. Oh. 66 to 1. I was going to put on a calm 50 pounds. That's how confident I was feeling. Well, 66 times 50. Bro, you do the math. So with 3K, you know, I'm a uni student. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to eat something different than Indomie for, for dinner tonight. You know 33, 33.50, you would have got. Like, yeah. And at the time, at the time, Let's of course, the stupid betting agency online thing that, you oh. know, you couldn't even create an account on time to do it. It was all blocked. It was stopped. And of course, they won three to in the end, like I said. And it's just like from then on, it's just like, I've listen, certain feelings I've had with on the league. I knew when it was going to happen. The last time I knew we were destined to win the league was obviously that time under Antonio Conte when I saw the 3-4-3. And before that was when we signed Fabregas and Costa and it was just like an instant. 15, 40, 15, yeah. Yeah, this season I got that same feeling that we're going to win the title. Do you know what? I, I don't pick Chelsea to win anything. But this season I picked them to win the league because I feel like it just feels like it's Chelsea's we're gonna time. We're going to a few things, man. We're going to yeah. win the club, Gold Cup. We're going to win the league. What? And we're going to win maybe another domestic cup. I think we can do it. But for the league, for sure, it's us. I, I just feel like that's going to come. From Cormina, which three four teams will be in the relegation zone and rank Salo, Mane, and Firmino, and Jota on who will score the most goals this season in the Premier League? So okay. Salo is going to score more than anybody. Yeah. I'll go Mane, Jota, Firmino. All right. Yeah, that's been my And which three or four teams will be in the relegation zone? Norwich, Newcastle, Norwich. Um, and I think one of the new uh, no, Brentford are definitely staying up. I just know they're staying up. This yeah, they're staying up. They're staying up. They ain't going down. Their um, clubs too patent for them to be going down like that. Um, I think maybe Burnley. You know, I don't see them survive uh, for too long, man. You know, people have said very, Burnley very for like legs. four or five years, man, and they no, no, they, but they but always this stay time up, in man. particular. Listen, last year was a, a struggle for them. In the end, it was difficult. There's a little bit of luck. So I don't think they can do it again this season, to be fair. I just think that, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see it happening at all, to be honest. I think they're potentially going down. But I, I also think as well, too, that... I mean, who are the new private clubs? It was Brentford, Watford. Norwich. And what, yeah, I think Watford, Watford, too, have a big chance to go down as well. Yeah. So it's between Watford and Burnley. I'm going to say Norwich, Newcastle, and Watford. Although I don't want Newcastle to go down because, again, they're they're a historical club. They're important for the Premier League. Like, yeah, I mean, but they're just they poorly. They're just poorly managed. So, yeah. not not managed in terms of coaching, but managed in terms of stewardship. Poor ownership is more close to what I mean. Ownership and management. Let's like I said, it starts from the top. If you have yep. shit owners, it's going to trickle down. Um, you know what I mean, it, from FBPE in September, October, November, the South American World Cup qualifiers will play three games over a week. Then they'll have to fly back and self-isolate for five days. Will it affect the Premier League? We will talk about this in September, October, November, bro. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know because yeah. who, who, who knows who's injured and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah um, and yeah. Liverpool are refusing to release four players for international duty because of quarantine restrictions as a crisis escalates between European clubs and FIFA over the next month, over next month's World Cup qualifiers. That's interesting. Um, so Mohamed Salah is one of those four players being blocked from international duty. Um, COVID times, man, very interesting. So yeah, yeah, when, when the international break happens is next week, we can, we can discuss that. But Nini, I've kept you for five minutes, 10 minutes longer than I said on my, my bad, but, um, yeah, appreciate it. Tell the people one more time where they can find you. Yeah. You guys, you want to find me, of course, Blue Lines TV on Twitter and on YouTube as well. Once again, thanks for coming on. 
it was kind of an emergency. It didn't. Ha- I didn't know it was going to be, yeah. but I'm, I'm glad we had something lined up. So, um, yeah, you can you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. Give us a follow if you're on Apple Podcast. Subscribe is free. Leave us a review. Leave us a five star review. It'll read on the show. Yeah, follow us on Patreon. Links are in the description. All of Nini's links will be in the description. Twitter, YouTube, all of that good stuff. Follow. He's a great content creator on YouTube. Thanks, the the best Chelsea <laughs> creator on YouTube, bar none. And I'm not even saying that because he's here. Half open, I say this all the time. So it's always a treat when he pulls up. Oh, thanks, um, man. That's really yeah, nice. Yeah, no doubt. You. So appreciate yeah, that. it's the truth. <laughs> like, like, it's the truth. Like, I'm not lying. It's the truth. So yeah, uh, talking tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, but always football. Indeed. I, don't, I don't have to like gas it up. I don't know. Just appreciate sense. it. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.